Hi, my Hi. name is Lynn. My name is Molly Hiksumi. Hi, we here now on Tuesday night. We here now. Tuesday night is our night, and tonight we have a special guest. Her name is Mina. I, Molly, have been following her for almost a year now, and I really wanted to get to know her, and I wanted her to share some value on here, just hold safe space for her to share anything about her journey, and the topic is hustle mentality, so I've been really excited about this special guest of ours for like a month now, so we're super excited to have Mina on tonight. We're going to have her hop on the call, and if anybody who would like to join us, um, every Tuesday, continue on. You can register on our Instagram, we.here.now, H-E-A-R. We're going to be announcing the topic of the week every Sunday from now on, and then you have the 24 hours gap in order to submit your request to be on the show with us. Um, and we are looking forward to be hearing from everybody. So follow us on IG, on YouTube, and on Facebook. Um, let's let's dial into to Mina. All right, let's get into it. I didn't plan um, for any of this. I kind of know that you guys like to keep it like raw and unedited, and you know, just the platform for people to talk. So, whatever it is that is going to be said shall be said. Exactly. Flow here. You know, you can express anything you want. You um, told us to choose a topic, and based on your previous content, we thought hustle mentality was uh, a good fit. And I mean, 2020 is the year to hustle and to make your dreams come true. So whatever you feel like you have to say about the hustle mentality and whatever it is you want to share, we're here to listen to you. Awesome. So, I mean, I guess it's only right that I give you guys a little bit of background right? Because you see the hustle mentality. I'm sure you've seen a little bit of the lavish lifestyle or whatnot, but it wasn't always like that. Um, it wasn't like that for most of my life, actually. It just, my life became like that, I would say, less than a year ago. Um, so I'm 26, right? I live in Miami. Um, I am a mom to a little four-year-old girl. Um, I am a wife. I recently became, we like celebrated a year of being married, three years together. Um, and you know, before him and before all of that happened, I was your typical Miami bartender. Um, I, I'm an immigrant, right? My parents came from Brazil. So very, very early on, I knew that I kind of had to figure it out. Like my mom wasn't giving me lunch money at school and I had to get it really, really quickly. So at like 17, I remember picking up sushi from like a restaurant for my parents to eat. And I was graduating high school and I loved the vibe. And I was like, I still am majorly obsessed with sushi. And like, like love sushi, can live off of sushi, anything raw. The Jap, my brother's even obsessed, like super weird and off topic. But my brother used to watch movies in like Japanese and like not understand a word they were saying because he was so obsessed with like the samurais and all that stuff. So I ended up starting at 17, worked my way up. Um, at 19, I was already a manager at this little, little spot, Sushi Saki. Started off with like one restaurant. Now they have like 10. He's doing amazing. And 
I don't know where it came from, to be honest with you. Um, I don't want to say that some people have it and some people don't, but I would say that 90% of, 100% of people have it, 90% of people need to have somebody to bring it out of them, and 10% of people kind of just go. And I'm grateful to say that I was one of those people that whether it was bartending, cleaning toilets, taking care of kids, I always wanted to be like the best of the best, right? So I was working crazy hours. And the next thing you know, I was 21 and then I got pregnant. So my whole life flips upside down, um, didn't plan it. Two weeks into giving birth to my daughter, I was a single mom. Had to go right back home to my mom's house. I had less than $1,000 to my name. I was a college dropout. And the only thing I had on my resume was bartending. So I had to go right back to bartending, which is something I hated to do because obviously my little girl was three months old. So at three months, I had to stick her in daycare, which broke my heart. But my parents were not those type of parents to like take care of her, help me out. They were like, that's your kid, figure it out. Um, so I worked my ass off. I worked 90 hours a week and every single month I kept going more broke. Like every time the bills came, I kept going more broke and more broke. It was a constant decision of like, am I going to have enough money to pay my cell phone bill? And can I have medical insurance this month? Like I could never have both. It was a really, really big struggle. You know, just daycare alone to put it into perspective was 1500 right? And Molly, you're 21. So think about it. Daycare alone so you can go to work is 1500 Now we're going to add rent to like a basic place in Miami, which is like a 2-2. Now we're talking another 1500 That's 3k in two bills, not including car, insurance, money, miscellaneous, shit that always breaks, somebody hits your car, those type of situations that come about life. Like I was grateful that my mom even gave me a place because if it wasn't for her, I'd literally be homeless. Like, I don't know what I would have done with my daughter. So when I met my husband, um, from the outside perspective looking in, everybody thought I had made it, right? Um, they're like, oh my gosh, she married a millionaire. She's set for life. Like she got out of the, the ruins. He pulled her out of the life. He literally was like, you either want to be a wife or you want to be a bartender, you pick. Like, I'm not going to have you coming home at 5, 6 a.m. when he obviously work. He owns his own office, but he's out of the house at 8, 9. So he's up waiting up for me all night. So whatever. I quit, obviously, like any smart woman would do. And um, I fell into really bad depression. Um, you know, think about doing something for almost a decade of your life. It was like my escape. You know, every time I had a lot of problems in my life, but you know, the expression, hook it on the door, like your boss ever tell you, like, hook your emotions on the door before you come to work. I took it very literal and I would hang everything on the door. And when I was behind the bar, I was the happiest I'd ever been. And I was the best bartender. I was one of the top bartenders in Miami. And, um, and I loved it. I loved hospitality so much that when I ended up going back to school, it's what I picked as my career. Right. I loved people, loved, loved listening to people. I would like, get lost in other people's stories. Right. So um, anyways, long story short, I once I realized that I was in depression, I was like eight months in where like I wouldn't shave my legs. Um, how do I pronounce your name? Sumay? Sumi. 
Sumi. So Sumi, you probably relate with me a little bit more in this, right? Where like, I don't know if you're a mom or not, but I lost myself as a woman in general, like stopped shaving my legs, didn't want to put on makeup, didn't want to go out with my friends. All of my so-called friends disappeared because I couldn't go out to the parties anymore and I couldn't be out and about. So I was lost. I was so lost that I was calling the one person that I would never call in my whole life, which was my mother. So I ended up picking up the phone and I was calling my mom and I was like, I don't know what to do. She's like, you're so stupid. She's like, you're, you have a millionaire husband. He loves your daughter. Like he's one of your own. You don't have to work. You live on the water. Like what the F is wrong with you? And I'm like, so why do I feel so sad? Like it was the first time in my life where like I had prayed for money. I had prayed for a husband. I had prayed for all of this and it came and I was still empty. And I was fighting with him every day because he was building, you know, the the company of his dreams and I was doing nothing. I guess my life crumbled at 25. I was like, I'm 25. I've given eight years of my life to this. I have nothing to show for it. No degree, no money in the bank account, no job. I'm a stay at home wife. Great. Like, this is what I have to show for it. Oh my gosh. So my mom, I was so broken at that point that my mom came in, right? Which is what I tell people all the time. Like you need to realize that some of the negative beliefs that you have about yourself were probably not even given by your, by you. They mm-hmm. were, they, they, it was your, your garden, right? I like to call it your garden of thoughts. You weren't mm-hmm. at your best. Somebody came in, had a little bit more persuasion over you, planted a little negative seed And over the course of years, you go into your garden thinking all those seeds are yours. So you just keep watering and nurturing these seeds. And the next thing you know, you realize you're really not shy. Your mom just called you shy. And every every time you're like nervous, you go back to that. Like, oh, I'm shy. I'm shy, right? So I went back. I called my mom and she was like, well, you fucking look like a delinquent. You're covered in tattoos. You have nothing to show for it. Why don't you just go back to school now that you have somebody that will pay for it? Because that was always my dilemma. I'm like, I want to go back to school, but I'm working 90 hours. I physically can't, plus I don't have the money to pay for it. So I went back to school. I went back to school, went all the way up until my bachelor's degree. And a month before finishing, I joined my business, right? My best friend. What was your major that when you went back to your school? Hospitality management and a minor in tourism. Yeah. And I was an A student. Like I graduated all along too that you wanted to do yeah no I loved it like it really was what I wanted to do but the whole hours just didn't work out for me anymore like I had missed my daughter's first words her first steps I had missed so much out of her life that I was like I need to find something a that's gonna make me a millionaire b that's not gonna take away any of my time away from her so I it's I didn't have many options that would give me those two solutions like solutions you know so a month before graduating my one of my best friends who's actually three years younger than me um is actually a phenomenal lash artist here in miami and i was always intrigued with her because she was so much young well i thought she was so much younger than me and we've been around each other for like six seven years and she was always hustling she has her lot like her lash business now she, she became a single mom just like me. And I saw her keep going and keep going. And then she calls me and she's like, hey, 
I just started this new business and you're a hustler. I think it'd be perfect for you. And I'm like, mm, thought it was sketchy, thought it was a scheme. All these thoughts went into my mind. I had a really negative self-image about myself. So I guess it boiled down to like, well, you're 23 and you're a single mom and you already have another business. So if you can do this, then I guess why not? That was 10 months ago. So when I started this, when I started the the business that I'm doing now, network mar- I'm a network marketer. Um, I had no idea what it was. My husband had no idea what it was to him. He was like, I remember asking him about the company and he was like, um, you spend $200 at Target. Like, what, what are you asking me for? Like, if you lose the money, then, then it's 200 bucks. Like, just go. Um, he didn't really give me any feedback. So I was like, all right, cool. Had no idea what was going to happen. Um, and I guess at this point in time, I had already been building myself on social media where like, I showed all of my struggles. Like, I don't think I was doing it purposely. Um, a lot of like my things were just, I was always kind of like known because of my tattoos, because of was a bartender, because I was out in Miami. A lot of people did know me and they knew I worked my ass off. They knew that I was always working. They knew that I was never out hanging out. They knew that I was always trying to get my money. Um, and that was always like the center of like, okay, I'll go to the party as long as I can bartend. So I can party and bartend at the same time. So like I can be having a good time and making money too. Okay. That's the only way that I'm going like non-negotiable. Wow. So yeah, like that's the only way that I'm going to go because I had no other choice. Right. So I ended up getting into this company a month in. I broke records in the biz. I brought in almost 70 girls in 30 days, which is insane. Um, Right now, I'm three ranks away from the top of the compensation plan. And I guess all that I have to say about like hustle mentality is it is the fear of living a basic ass life. You get me? Because some people don't. Some people don't have that fear. And my brother is a very good example. Like, I love him to death. He's a great person, an amazing employee. He's never late five minutes early. will never call out. Um, but like, if my mother put him in a job, for example, he would stay at that job for five, 10, 15 years. Like, he will marinate in that shit. Like, he, there will be no, like, want for growth. He's just, like, you know, content and... That's just the type of person that he is, you know, and you can't, I don't feel like you can really, you can't really put that into somebody that has to come out of somebody's like character. So with hustle, it's in your character. And the only way that it can be in your character is if it becomes a habit. And the only way that if it, that that it becomes a habit is that you do it consistently enough where it becomes a habit. Like, I don't wake up every single day wanting to hustle. Believe me, I fucking don't. If anything, I wake up every single day on the other side, like 30% wanting to hustle, 70% wanting to call it a day. But what keeps me going, like it doesn't give me a choice. You know, like I can't look at my daughter and be like, hey, mom's a little tired today. She's out of it. Like she's going to be like, what the do you mean like and plus now because I'm so out loud on social media that I honestly feel that 
if I ever do stop my hustle ways or if I ever do not show up on my page, it gives people the reason to not show up for themselves. You get me? So the day that I don't show up, it gives other people a reason to not show up for themselves. Uh-huh. because they're like oh she did like she it's okay for her not to like oh but she missed a day so that I can I can miss a day it's okay you know so I always like live my life in that way where like everybody is watching you if they copied you would you be happy with what they did uh-huh. you know so that definitely keeps the hustle mentality in check yeah that's what I have to say about that I feel like I feel like your daughter is such a you know um purpose like a big drive for for for, you know initially for what you do and then it becomes like your followers on IG and now you created like a network of group of people that are now you know also um looking up for you and showing up for you since you started this networking business too so I feel like you you definitely have like this character to to inspire and want to empower others. Yeah, I mean, my whole goal is to not have people leaving me saying, oh my God, wow, Mina's so amazing. I'd rather somebody leave me and be like, wow, I'm so amazing. Um, I can do I it. Yeah. You know, that's my purpose. Like, Okay, you've seen me built it out of shit. So, like, I ain't shit. So, I don't care what you're telling yourself, but those are just excuses. I've seen people make it that have been spoon-fed and lost it all. And then I've also seen people that have had every single negative odd against them and still make it. So, I really don't feel like there's anything to do with followers or you know, how much money you have or what type of lifestyle you can showcase, all of that's going to come. And to be honest with you, I feel like people don't relate to that stuff. You know, like if I come on here and I tell you guys like, oh my gosh, I make over $10,000 a month. Like you guys are going to be like, yeah, hoorah, great. But we're all human and there's going to be a little piece of you that's going to be like, hmm. Great, you know? Yeah, but as I tell you guys, well, fuck, you know, two years ago, my car was breaking down and I didn't have money to feed my kid. Mm -hmm. Then you can relate to me and you, and and that's where I feel like people um, kind of like lose out on the building relationship part of this because I can only build a relationship with somebody who gives, like you can only build a relationship when it's like a give and take. You know, and usually people on the web just expect to, like, take and show this little lavish bullshit lifestyle and nobody fucking relates to the perfect pictures. Like, nobody relates to the Rolls Royces and the watches. Like, people relate with struggle. More people have felt pain than they've felt success, right? So um, we tend to hide the ugly, right? and hide the journey and the journey is what sells uh-huh. right and you can't you can't heal anything that you hide so like even if you're trying to like fake it till you make it this world has a funny way of like you know exposing exposing you back if you try to avoid it it keeps coming back definitely until you yeah. learn your lesson yeah that was so powerful you can't heal anything that you hide 
Yeah, definitely can't. You got to face it. You have to face it. Sucks, but you got to face it. Yeah, it just keeps going in circles. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. And I'm so grateful that like you are like authentic and genuine and you're showing your journey with everyone you know we can I feel like people can sense it you know through your your character and the way you show up on social media too and congratulations on your uh three years one year marriage anniversary thank you so much I appreciate it I mean we haven't killed each other yet so I think (laughs) things are going Pretty good. <laughs> it shows how, like, you know, you can bounce back within a short period of time. Um, I wanted to ask, why do you think you fell into that depression in the first place? Because it seems that, you know, in the outside perspective, like you said to yourself, people was like, hey, you married a stable guy, you know, someone who loves you, loves your daughter and financially stable, why would you fall into that depression? Do you think it's something, the enemy within yourself, or it's like, you know, your um, gut intuition trying to tell you, hey, this is not who you are to just be taking from others, but it's like your job also to continue to build, because that's how I feel. Like, it was just more like you weren't ready to just stop your journey. You didn't want to just stop working. You just want to keep going, but you just didn't know what to do when the the role switch you know because you were the one like fighting for your you know fighting for yourself and, and then all of a sudden there here comes the man that like comes in and provides you with everything yeah so I feel like a huge um aspect of falling into depression was for one it was definitely all my fault you can never blame depression on anybody else um, I fully believe now that depression is a choice right? And you choose to keep yourself in depression, right? And the longer you nurture that depression, the longer, the the harder it is to step out of it, right? Um, Another thing that I want to say is that I feel like what definitely spiraled my depression was not having a self-image prior to getting married, period, or like deciding to be a stay-at-home wife and let go of like being a bartender like even prior to that I didn't really have an idea of who I wanted to be and I don't feel like a lot of us do I feel like we just kind of go to work and we do as we're told and we clock in and we clock out we kind of know right from wrong but we really don't have a goal Absolutely. Right. And I didn't I didn't wake up with a goal like there weren't areas of my life in which I were trying I was trying to do better. And I feel like it finally caught up with me where there was no more growth. Like I wasn't learning anything new, at least behind the bar. It was like a new face every single day, uh, every single minute, you know, and I was learning to deal with a different characteristics. Uh, The drunker they got, the more I was learning to deal with them, you know the different stories you hear. So I feel like it just got to the point where I realized, one, that I wasn't growing, two, that I didn't know who I was, three, I didn't know who I was for a decade now, and that was a slap in the face. Four, it just it, it just was like a whirlwind of like questioning everything that I knew and everything that I did. Like I graduated school with a 4.3 GPA and I had a scholarship to go study law at the University of Pensacola. And then I wiped my ass with that, became a bartender and got stuck in that life, then then became a mom. So like for 
weeks and weeks, I was just like drowning and thinking of like my past and my past and my past. And not only do you bring more of that into your future when you're living like that, but it, have you ever seen a uh, Harry Potter, like those dement, dementors? They're yeah, fuck your soul. Yeah, but they're like, yeah. attracted. they're attracted and they shy away from light at the same time. And I feel like people who are angry, right? Like I was fighting with my husband because I was angry at myself for not having a purpose and not having anything to do. So when we would wake up and I would see him on his laptop at 8.30 in the morning, I'm like lashing out at him, but I'm lashing out at him because I'm mad at myself, right? Because hurt, hurt people hurt people. You mm -hmm. end up bleeding on people who haven't cut you. So that's why one of my um, main agreements is not to take anything personally. Like if anybody does anything negative towards me, um, it's never towards me. It happened in their mind before it even manifested into reality, before it even came my way. So that person is definitely struggling with mindset. So I feel like it was just a realization of like, holy shit, I'm 25. I don't know who I am. I definitely don't like where I'm at now. Um, I can't blame anybody else but myself because now I'm a really fucking big girl. Like I'm in my own house. I'm with my husband. There's no blaming mommy. Um, there's no bl blaming society. Uh, there's no blaming daddy issues. Like you just kind of got to look at yourself in the mirror. And I feel like that's what holds you into depression is that little walk to the mirror. Cause nobody wants to be like, okay, after X amount of years, clearly the problem is me. And the only way that things are going to change is if I change, right? So I think that people fall into depression based off of lack of self-awareness, um, lack of self-love, and lack of a goal in life, like something to look forward to. More than anything in this life, people need purpose. You know, people need something to do. So definitely that. Yeah, I, I that hit home right now because I feel like I'm no stranger to depression, honestly. And I know a lot of people that are, you know, close to my heart that are constantly in and out of funks as well as myself. And I've realized that when... You know, I, I as well joined a network marketing business recently. And when you have that, like those goals and things to look forward to, just any kind of job, any kind of, you know, dates with your friends, online dates, whatever it is, you know, in today's world, we have to, you know, work with what we got. But just having things to look forward to and loving yourself, respecting yourself. And yeah. Looking in the you said. I feel like people need to understand that like they're constantly looking for results to justify what they deserve and if they're enough and people need to realize that you're enough based off of not what you do but who you are right and who made you and I'm sure people are going to be listening to this that believe in God and don't believe in God so let it be known that I'm a Christ believer um and, you know, we're the closest thing to him. He made us in his image. Therefore, 
we can create like him. We can imagine like him. We have willpower, perception, imagination, intuition. So I feel like we all need to realize that we have a huge chunk of him in us. And the more that we try to live in this robotic ass lifestyle where there is no growth, there is no journey, there is no new no personal development, no anything, you will start to degress. You get me? You're either, you like nothing stands still. So yes, if you're not moving forward, then I hate to break it to you, but you are moving backwards. Right? So. Period. Like, Sumi and I were talking about the other day, like the law of vibration that Bob Proctor talks about. And Mina, I think you're also working with... um. I think his name is Juan. Yeah, well, yeah, so (laughs) I love him to death. That's my boy. Um, (laughs) We started almost a year ago. I started with Uncle Bobby P. Um, Started in his, yeah, I started in his thinking into results program, which was nothing serious. I didn't expect anything um, crazy, but it did open up my mind to a lot, um, also happened because of network marketing. Um, I had no idea about personal development before any of this. And once I started getting like little access to things here and there, I'm like, oh fuck, that's why I do that. Like, oh shit, that's why I think like that. And I started to realize a lot more about myself than I've ever known before. So I kind of dove in, did the thinking into results program, finished that, and then went in again and did Bob Proctor's inner circle. So then I finished that where I got to directly speak with Bob Proctor. He's absolutely amazing. So he did mentor me for a couple of months and I'm more than grateful for that. He definitely set a lot of things in um, in motion for me for the next couple of years. So That's amazing. I'm so glad that, you know. And that's great that you're listening to this, Molly, at 21 you said yeah yeah she started at a a very early age and I think you know we all have that that story or hum that like shake us up and I think even with your depression we can look at it as like a really bad thing that happened but now look at you like it was the best thing that could happen because it turned your life you know 180 and to a lot of other listeners who might feel down or feel that they're not fully themselves or they're not feeling well, you know, this is such a success story because you were able to change it. Just like you said, that depression, everything is in your mind, in your garden where you plant it. And you were, it was by choice that you decided that, fuck this, I'm not going to continue on to think this way and to be this sad girl and not take care of myself and not love myself anymore. Yeah, and I feel like a huge part of depression or a huge pro tip that I can give anybody that's struggling with it is um, to definitely maybe rethink or readapt who you're spending the most time with because um, I don't know about you, but like uh, if anybody has depression around me, like I'm not going to join in your pity party and you're either going to appreciate the fact that like I'm going to look at you dead ass in the face and pull you out Mm -hmm. um, and you're probably not going to like some of the things that I have to say 
and we'll cry it out at the end. But it's either I do that or, you know, I do what everybody else does, which is like, oh, it's going to be okay, baby, you. And like, I'm just going to be like, no, here are three links to three videos I need to, I need you to watch so that you can understand why the fuck you're doing this to yourself and why you need to stop. You know what I'm saying? Because it's okay for us to go through things, but it's not okay for us to not grow through things. Like there is a reason why that happened to you. And if you don't learn it and you don't grow through it, then it's going to happen again. So you tell me it sucks this time. You want it to suck again and again and again. No, right? So you might as well just learn it right now. Let's hear that quote one more time. What? <laughs> Which one? The one that you said, oh, it's not okay to go to grow through things. Yeah, it's not okay. It's okay to, well, it's not okay to go through things and not grow through things. Mm-hmm. So don't go through things, grow through things. Yeah. Because we can't control what happens. We just have to make sure that we look for the lesson always. Okay. Yeah, this I was telling um, my other friend that this time last year, exactly this month, December, I was going through a heartbreak. And one day I called her and I was crying, crying. I felt I was dying because, you know, my world's changing. And she was like, if you, I was like, oh, I'm in so much pain. I can't handle this. My heart is breaking. I was crying, crying. And she was like, just sit through pain, through your pain and, and just feel it. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, wow, I'm still alive. Like what a wonderful feeling that I felt so much pain in my heart. And today I woke up, I'm still alive. I went through it. And 2020 has been the year of so much healing and transformation and just beautiful, magical things that happen into my life. So that friend who told me to sit through pain, I thank her, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my pastor says it all the time. He says that there's only one thing that you can do with pain and it's to put some purpose on it. Mm -hmm. So he's like, what do you do with pain? Put some purpose on it. I love that. I love it. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And I wow. feel like we can't, we can't control it. We just kind of got to, we got to know that it's coming so we can duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's all we can do. And look at things in the right perspective because the world, we don't see the world as it is. We don't see things as it is. We see things as we want to see them. Wow. Yeah. Perception is everything. The whole story. Yeah. Perception's a bitch. Yeah. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to ask me? Um, I think you cover everything. We got so much, you know, meaningful messages and just a lot of everything that you said, your quotes, you know, they're so powerful. So we really, really appreciate your time and the fact that you, you know, share your story, open up with us and, you know, share your vulnerability, your ups and downs throughout this journey of life. No, and I thank you guys for doing this. Um, I know it takes up time and time is money and you guys are obviously not monetizing yet, but I promise you that sooner or later this platform is going to serve as a huge vehicle for, you know, many others to lead and to grow and to impact and influence, you know, the lives of other people. And that's 
that's ultimately our goal. So I appreciate you guys having me and allowing me to help you with with this. Another thing that um, when we were thinking about starting this, obviously, you know, we have our jobs and we, we do our own thing. And then we were like, we want to do something that serves um, beyond, like we want to bring out the value. Like a lot of people are just, we're going through this year alone and they didn't have anybody to talk to. So um, we're just having guests in the beginning but later on we want it to be an open platform on a, like a hotline where someone can call and just even talk to us because um, we want to be you know a, an ear and just to feel them and just to hear them yeah I could definitely see that happening and I mean I wish you guys would have created this like two years ago because I mean I can definitely tell you that with corona alone I mean the suicide rates skyrocketed you know depression rates skyrocketed hotlines were closed because they were not being paid you know so i really i really like what you guys have going on here i'm sure that this is the beginning and it's going to grow um as long as you guys keep nurturing it you know keep marketing it marketing is the key to everything um brand yourselves be consistent um, set the right intention and you'll see the fruits to your labor. I don't know when, but you will see it. Thank you so much, girl. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for, you know, being a part of this and inspiring and touching the hearts of so many and supporting our new platform and letting us, trusting us with your feelings and your journey and being so vulnerable. I appreciate you guys. I hope that I get the chance to meet you in person. Yay. Okay. Thank you. Have a great night. Thank Bye. you. Good night. Take care.